This episode of Markets Daily is sponsored by CME Group. It's Sunday, December 31st, and on behalf of the whole Coindesk podcast team, a very happy new year to you all. This is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Noel Atchison, here with your featured story. On today's show, we take a look at the complicated relationship between code and law. Today's featured story is from Coindesk's Daniel Kuhn. For this article, Dan spoke to protocol founders, lawyers, and other industry experts, and the article includes many compelling quotes that you can check out in the link in the show notes. Its title is, Code is Not Always Law. We will be using Wondercraft AI Voice for this episode. A French court recently determined that code is law, essentially, and the decision somewhat ironically for an industry that usually accepts that exploits happen and may even be a necessary step towards advancing protocol security, has put DeFi in a bind. In February, the avalanche-based automated market maker Platypus Finance was breached, with the thieves making away with $8.5 million. As is now routine, the attackers were quickly identified and the stolen funds traced down. What happened next is somewhat atypical, with the ultimate results possibly setting a troublesome precedent. Platypus's operators and community decided to pursue legal action against brothers Muhammad and Benamar. Their last name was redacted in court documents. While not the first time blockchain thieves have been brought to court, the situation is something of an enigma, considering that crypto, at least as initially conceived, is designed to operate outside the bounds of the law. The Bitcoin blockchain doesn't need a money transmitter license to function, it just needs to exist. Likewise, since the earliest days of the crypto industry, the goal has usually been to design systems that work for all. Open, global, sensor-resistant platforms do what they do, whether used by a crook or a saint. Key to this egalitarian standard has been the idea that the code is the code, and that is what matters most. Judges, regulators, and politicians may try to set parameters around what types of financial services can be accessed and by whom. But in crypto, such restrictions cannot apply except to the extent that centralized companies like Coinbase must implement know-your-customer and anti-money laundering procedures. There is some debate whether Muhammad was being sincere when he argued in court that he was a white-hat hacker, only looking to keep 10% of the proceeds for discovering a vulnerability in the code. He claimed he was an ethical hacker who took the endangered funds so the protocol would learn a lesson and plug its hole. Likewise, there is an argument to be had whether Platypus acted rightly in seeking justice through the legal system. The victim certainly had a legal right to press charges, as any victim of a theft would. But if the system executes, it executes. And if the code is the law, then all users have to live with the fact that the code contained a vulnerability that was exploited. Curiously, the French judge overseeing the case seemed to take that same view when dismissing the charges against the brothers. He compared the financial exploit of Platypus to exploiting a vending machine to get extra bags of chips. CME Group Cryptocurrency Futures and Options provide market-leading liquidity for Bitcoin and Ether trading. Participate in the Crypto Classic Trading Challenge from December 10th through December 15th for the chance to win cash prizes. Compete against your peers while test driving your crypto strategies in a risk-free simulated environment. Visit cmegroup.com slash cryptoclassic to find out more.
This communication is not directed to investors of any specific jurisdiction or to recipients based in jurisdictions in which distribution is not permitted. It cannot be considered investment advice or results of market experience. Past results are not indicative of future performance. Trading derivatives products involves the risk of loss. Please consider it carefully. Full disclaimer included in show notes. Many in DeFi are calling for Platypus to appeal the controversial decision by taking the matter to a higher court. Code may be code, but a theft is a theft, they argue, and restitution is justified. This seems to be a piece with the growing sense of maturity across the industry. A decade ago, it may have been okay to say crypto could self-regulate, that bad actors would be dealt with through the free market, and that code reigns supreme. Today, after countless DeFi hacks, the proliferation of crypto scams, and the implosion of exchange like Mt. Gox, it seems downright irresponsible and naive to say the code is the code and that is that. Personally, I think crypto's change of heart is for the better. If the industry is to grow, it needs to integrate with the world, and that means integrating with the law. At the same time, I recognize that what makes crypto powerful is that these self-executing platforms are extrajudicial. Bitcoin wouldn't be Bitcoin if it started sanctioning, or KYCing users, for instance. The tech itself, as the code is written, is opinionated. Crypto has a bias towards anti-authoritarianism and equality before the code, but crypto isn't a monolith, and this is a complicated topic that is foundational to nearly everything that has been built in blockchain so far. Coindesk reached out to a number of protocol founders and industry expert lawyers to get their take. Scott Fitzsimonis, creator of Air Garage, said, quote, If you leave the front door open and get robbed, it's still a crime. Similarly, courts should uphold the intent of smart contract even if there was a programming error that led to an exploit. It's a win for the whole ecosystem when there is justice and consequences for bad actors. The Platypus case sets a dangerous precedent that the legal system doesn't apply to smart contracts. The French court is saying cops aren't coming because the front door was left ajar. Christine Kim, Galaxy Digital Vice President of Research, said, quote, The idea that code is law or that the rules enforced and not enforced by a smart contract have the final say over who owns the assets on a blockchain is untrue because in most cases, especially DeFi hacks, Protocol teams like the Kyber development team will rely on law enforcement for the retrieval of user funds. When code fails, which happens with some frequency with DeFi protocols, the law is the law. For more crypto podcasts, check out the Coindesk Podcast Network. You can reach us at podcasts at coindesk.com, follow us, and if you like the show, please leave us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Markets Daily is produced and edited by Eleanor Paul, with executive production by Jared Schwartz. I'm Noel Atchison for Coindesk. We're back tomorrow with more market news and insights. <laughs>